0: Welcome to today's episode of No Look Podcast, the basketball pod where we shoot the breeze about fits, fracases, and other fun stuff. Hi, Sarah.
1: Laura. How's it going? You know, it's drinking a nice red. Drinking right. I didn't say drinking
0: right. We have to start again. <laughs> Let's just... No. Okay. Okay. Get serious, you two. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of No Look Podcast, the basketball pod where we shoot the breeze about fits, fracases, and other fun stuff.
1: Hi, Sarah. Hello, Laura. How's it going? You know, I'm here. I'm drinking a glass of red
0: wine. Drinking wine on a bleak, gray... December afternoon
1: yes it's not Christmassy at all the closer we get to Christmas
0: no it's like big early April energy yeah
1: it's like mucky a bad day in early April when you're like will spring ever come yeah totally that's the vibe except it's almost the end of the year
0: I wake up every morning and then I like excitedly look outside to see if it's snowed like a baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very very tender. I don't know
0: why. I mean, I do know why because it's April outside. What
1: are we going to talk about today? We're
0: going to talk about the New Orleans Pelican. (laughs) I have to say that I feel very uncomfortable saying New Orleans. I said New Orleans for most of my life. Mm. And then I feel like when we were like adolescents, Mm -hmm. people started being like, no, you don't say it New Orleans. In New Orleans, they say it New Orleans. Right. And then I had to switch and I've never become
1: fully comfortable. Did you ever have New Orleans pizza growing up?
0: No, I don't know about it.
1: Yeah, it was my favorite pizza to get on pizza Fridays at school. Is it a regional thing? It's a pizza... It's like a pizza pizza. It's like a pizza hut. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, no. I don't know about New
1: Orleans. <laughs> so the reason I bring it up is because I would always say it's New Orleans pizza that we're getting. Mm-hmm. So I feel you. Yeah.
0: So just know that every time we say the name of this team, we're struggling.
1: Yes. So in our head, we're saying Orleans or Louisiana. We might,
0: we might just say Pelicans a lot.
1: Yeah. The Pelicans. Today's Pelicans Day. New Orleans Pelicans sounds really formal.
0: Yeah, it doesn't exactly flow off the tongue.
1: Nope. Nope. But we're here. We're getting all the bird stuff out of the way.
0: (laughs) Are you surprised? Are you surprised that we picked the New Orleans Pelicans third out of 30? It's a little chaotic. We are surprised, but we're rolling with it. Yes. But first, we have some important stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. news around the league let's get
1: it uh news around the league oh god so the the first one we're tag teaming this but the reason why i put this item here is because we have a, a nice google drive that i have Organized thoroughly for scripts and folders of memes and photos, whatever we want. Media in the meme folder, which I didn't check until literally 24 (laughs) hours before this episode recording. There is, I have to pull it up. Like I can't just like look at this.
0: So it's a screenshot from probably like the regional Boston feed of a Boston Celtics game.
1: And she didn't even rename it. Like, Laura didn't even rename it. She renamed the first one. Um, (laughs) I didn't didn't agree with this take, and that's fine. But the second one, it's just the image. Image underscore (laughs) 4376. What does it say, Laura? Okay,
0: so on the left-hand side is a picture of Jalen Brown, and on the right-hand side is a picture of Kristaps Porzingis against a garish green background. And at the top, it says j-laps brosing is and then the subheading is just go
1: with it Uh... (laughs) i hate it so much just go with it i i don't think i've hated a graphic so whoever decided to do this at the celtics boston massachusetts sports broadcaster ARB Boston, whatever the fuck, <laughs> whoever decided to call them J labs, brozing. I mean, I'm talking about it, but I hate it.
0: We're not going with it. Not going with it. Okay. What do you hate more?
1: J labs or brozing? Brozengus I hate person. <laughs> no. It's brozingas. I think I can just, I can feel it in my bones that the person who thought this up is like, this is the greatest thing I've ever thought of. <laughs> I want you to know, person. If you ever hear this episode, <laughs> it wasn't. It was awful. I wonder if you
0: thought, like, maybe it'll catch on, and then like bros will use Brozengus as like a name they can call their bro.
1: Like, yeah, like what's up, my Brozengus? And I hate that because I I despise Kristoff's Porzingis. We all know this. There's a there's a yeah. lengthy paper trail history of me despising this man and when they inevitably get to the finals this year because they will I just imagine all these brozingis signs oh no
0: all the Brozinguses <laughs> with their brozingis sign just Boston but brozingis actually now I think you might have just hit on something that brozingis could be like slang for a bro who's a Celtics fan like oh like, oh, a, like
1: there's a bunch of Brozinguses over there yeah it's like a Dingus? Yeah, it is like
0: a dingus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brosingus. That's it. That's all we have to say. What's the next thing? (laughs)
0: Um, The next thing is equally pressing. Mm -hmm. And it is about Luca Doncic's Doncic's Mm -hmm. recent accessorization crisis. It's
1: a crisis. 911.
0: Yeah. Um, If you know Luca, text him. Check in, check in with your people. <laughs> okay. So it started out. When did you text me about the mustache look like a month ago?
1: Oh, I feel like, okay. I feel like that. That was like a preseason. I'm, I'm Googling it. Guys. Yeah.
0: I want to actually look at it again.
1: Oh, it's just awful.
0: I actually hate it less than you do. Not that I like it. But I think it's, I think there's something to it.
1: I do do not. Every time I look at Luka Doncic, he reminds me of this guy I dated in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Classic Eastern European hottie who broke my heart. But then I think of the mustache that that person grew okay. after so maybe that's why it's just I'm not reacting to Luca I'm just reacting to my old pain I think that's really
0: fair I guess okay I mean it is a thing we established last episode that I do kind of love Luca Sarah not so much no so we might have differing opinions
1: about Luca but we both care about this crisis. <laughs>
0: so true we really come together Um, so to describe the mustache it's definitely giving Mm cowboy and I do feel like he's on the Dallas Mavericks so maybe you know when you live in Dallas you just like see a lot of like longer cowboy mustaches and it just you have a different relationship with it
1: but Dallas to me is like a like the Plaza of Texas.
0: Yeah. I only really know about Dallas from the Dallas Mavericks and from the Dallas season of Love is Blind. Oh. Which was very, like, non-cowboy mustache and very the
1: Plaza of Texas. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like the suburb plaza. Yeah,
0: like, it's just, like, high re- condos.
1: Yes, just yes. concrete.
0: Lifeless
1: it's not like we're recording from a condo right now, but it's different. (laughs) Uh, No lifeless. That's, that's a great, but yes, I see it. It's Texas. I I bet he has a, I bet he has a cowboy hat.
0: Yeah. He wore one once and I put him in fit of the week. I celebrated it.
1: Did he wear cowboy boots with it?
0: Yeah. He like, I think it was to a playoff game. Okay. He wore a very like denim shirt tucked into jeans with cowboy boots, a cowboy hat and a bolo tie. I admire the
1: commitment. Yeah,
0: and I was like, I like this. His style is very boring otherwise. I think that's what it is as, like, the fit check person. I think Luca is just so boring Mm -hmm. that I will celebrate him for doing anything that makes his look a little bit more zippy and poppy.
1: So the mustache you approve of. Yeah,
0: the headband, which is the next step in his
1: journey to... (laughs) weird face facial vibes that's a deterioration
0: yeah he should have stuck with at least facial hair experimentation a tried and true way for men to express themselves sartorially Mm. but he was like no it didn't work Sarah doesn't (laughs) like it I know I'll get the thinnest headband that any athlete has ever worn on my head, like Alice in Wonderland style, like...
1: It's missing a bow. Like, that's what it needs. Something, like, bedazzled.
0: It looks like it's too small for his head.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, that's the part that's, like, I'm screaming. I'm having an identity crisis. I'm cutting off the circulation to my brain.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look like it's efficient as a headband.
1: No, because it's... a sweatband. Yeah, it's supposed to cover this... Get the sweat out of your face, right? Yeah. So it's clearly aesthetic. Where did he even get it? He has a fiance, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe even a the wife.
1: I think they're just engaged. I feel like he also has a daughter now. He is a new dad. He is a brand new dad. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations, Luca. Do you know what
0: his daughter's name?
1: No. Gabriella. Oh, that's a pretty name. So maybe he stole it from his wife. That's what her fiance like, I'm
0: a new dad. I didn't have time to wash my hair before the game because I'm so stressed out.
1: Or maybe he's having a crisis of, Oh, I'm a new dad.
0: And I don't know how to talk to my teammates about it. I don't know
1: how to because do I, <laughs> <'cause> my workplace <laughs> environment is super toxic. Cause I'm on the Dallas Maverick. It is a toxic week again, bad vibes, bad vibes team.
0: All I can do is put a, thin black headband on my head and the hope that
1: someone notices again we cannot we have to stress this if you are Luca's friend or his family just check in with him
0: <laughs> just to ask him see how he's doing what, what's going on Luca maybe buy him a different headband
1: we're not against headbands they can often be
0: quite hot on an NBA player
1: you know who wears headbands a lot Pascal Siakam.
0: True. And you don't see us bringing that to news around the league. Nope. Because, well, I guess we kind of just did. But But in a good way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just fine. It's nothing. It's normal. It's not thin. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Except, no, I have another thing to say, which is that I would like to see what the next accessorization crisis step is. It could be a facial piercing.
1: Oh, man. Usually I think it's an ugly tattoo, but I I think that's just like entrance into the league that you must get one that's horrendous. And
0: he's definitely on top of that. <laughs> yes, he is. You know, like a weird tiger, I think.
1: Yeah, no, maybe it's maybe it's a weird piercing. Maybe he shaves his hair off. His tiger tattoo is so bad.
0: Actually, I think that maybe tiger tattoo was step one mustache step two wow yeah so this is actually more severe than we initially even
1: realized uh let's see what we have oh the the person tattooing him it's
0: like a really it's a photorealistic tiger head on his inner left forearm and then there's something underneath it that i don't really understand and the nose of the tiger looks weird, almost like a koala's nose.
1: I like how when you Google Luka Doncic tiger tattoo, there's a New York Post article that comes up saying NBA prospect Luka Doncic has sights on Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I'm not going to expand on it. I'm not going to. Just food for thought.
0: What, how would you feel about Luka changing his hair?
1: If it's a faux hawk, then he's definitely my high school ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, But no, I think if he did change his hair, that would be nice. But I don't know. I just don't see it happening in in a good way.
0: He could maybe look hot with, like, just a, like, David Beckham shaved head. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, from when David
0: Beckham shaved his head.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, like, thin, like, the grow-out would look really nice, Mm -hmm. I think, too. Like, that's my immediate thought. Um, But I think our boy might be a little bit more drastic than that. Long hair? Yes, like, he just grows it the fuck out. That would be, I mean, that'd be cool. But he still wears the thin headband. Okay, so we're going to head into New Orleans Pelican's extravaganza. The New Orleans
0: Pelicans. How do you feel about the New Orleans Pelicans?
1: For a place that has a lot of mysticism and magic, mm-hmm. I feel like the Pelicans could be a little bit more magical. Yeah. Um, I've never been in New Orleans and I've always wanted to go. Um, it just feels a little too sanitized, I think, yeah. for the vibrancy of the place that they're in. I agree with
0: that.
1: However, they do have some local flair, which we'll get to in mascot (laughs) check. The most important thing in my life right now. But yeah, I mean, like I think it was a lot to put Zion on the team and expect them to be amazing from that. Um, Those are my thoughts and feelings about the Pelicans.
0: Yeah. I like them. Fine. I mean, I like them more than a lot of teams Mm -hmm. But I like them less than the teams that I like for real.
1: So did you enjoy them being in the in-season tournament? Mm
0: -hmm. I was really happy that they
1: made it as far as they did. I will say that I really wanted it to be an alliteration final. The Pelicans versus the Pacers. Yeah. But Adam Silver wouldn't want it that way. Um,
0: They drafted Chris Paul. My NBA idol
1: (laughs) mentor. (laughs) The Chris Paul correspondent has logged on.
0: Yeah, so that's important to me. They gave us Chris Paul. um, So for that, I will always be thankful. Um, Really don't like the name. Um, As we covered in last week's episode, I have a really
1: intense phobia of birds. But it makes sense because it's close to the coast. Yeah, but pelicans are so scary. They have giant mouths.
0: They are so much worse than Hawks, the other bird team.
1: Really? Is it because they're? it's like a...
0: It's because they're so scary and their mouths are weird and they look weird. Their mouths are like a cup. I hate it. A cup (laughs) full
1: of smoothies.
0: (laughs) Sorry, they play at the Smoothie King Arena. Yeah. (laughs) Just
1: gotta put that up there. We're gonna gonna get there. Um,
0: Yeah, I think if I was in the same room as a pelican, I would pass out with fear. Cool. But um. if I was in the same room with a hawk, I would just be regular scared. But I think that I would stay conscious. History check. What's up? Basically, the story of how the New Orleans Pelicans came to be is confusing and convoluted. So buckle up. This is going to take about five hours. <laughs> All right. All right. So New Orleans were once a founding member of the ABA. They had a team called the New Orleans Buccaneers who were bad. Um, they existed from 1967 to 1970. So they relocated to Memphis. Um, then they New Orleans acquired an NBA expansion franchise in June of 1974 the New Orleans Jazz, Mm -hmm. who faced a number of logistical and financial woes and so relocated to Salt Lake City in 1979, which is why the Utah Jazz have the most inappropriate name of all time. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. So that's that. Flash forward to 1987, when the NBA awarded an expansion team to Charlotte named the Charlotte Hornets, owned by a man named George Shin and a few other businessmen. Um... Basically, George Shin was a bad man. (laughs) We're not going to talk about why he was a bad man, because we don't even want to give him that much space in our lives. Great. But he was despised by the people of Charlotte, and they took it out on the Charlotte Hornets. So attendance fell
1: dramatically. Wow. Because Charlotte were just like, yeah, fuck this guy. He's like such a bad person. I I feel a little bit bad for the Hornets now. A team that I also just don't care about.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're a little cursed. A little bit. Okay. So then a ton of drama of other drama happened within the city of Charlotte. And it related to a living wage ordinance being rejected by their mayor, which I really can't get into, because I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But anyway, as a result of this political unrest, the Hornets requested a move to New Orleans. I do want to throw it out there that maybe somebody should make a movie about this because I don't really understand how we got from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the living wage ordinance results in the Hornets moving in New Orleans.
1: Um, I don't either, but also that's nice that they want to be paid a living wage in a different place. Yeah.
0: Shout out. Um, but I don't, it wasn't about the team being paid a living wage.
1: The people? Of the city.
0: Yes. I mean, it's like, we agree with the people who want the living wage
1: ordinance.
0: We are not
1: on the mayor's side. No. It's a pro union household.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then it happened. They moved to
1: New Orleans. Okay. Also, I like how that worked out for them. So, the oh, then how do we get the Hornets okay. back in Charlotte? Yeah, buckle wow. I, I actually don't know anything about history checks. She, she just, Laura comes to his, to <laughs> these recordings with the history just ready to go. Yeah, that's
0: how I feel about mascot checks. It's a surprise <laughs> for us as much as it's a surprise for you. Okay, so then the New Orleans Hornets hit the scene in 2002. But as part of the deal, when the relocation happened, Charlotte got a different NBA team in 2004, the Charlotte Bobcats. Then Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005, and the New Orleans Hornets were temporarily relocated to Oklahoma City. Then after a long string of bad luck, something good finally happened to the New Orleans Hornets, which is that they drafted Chris Paul in 2005 or six. Then they just kind of chugged along being like generally like bad and kind of like sucky. Um, uh, until another amazing thing happened in 2012 when they drafted my NBA bestie, sweet angel darling, Anthony Davis. Mm. Okay. Then the next year they rebranded and they named themselves the Pelicans because Pelicans are the Louisiana state bird.
1: That makes sense.
0: Then, beca- then the Hornets name became available. So then the Charlotte Bobcats became the Charlotte Hornets again. Mm-hmm. And then this is a part of a full story that I hate the most because, okay, because I don't know why. <laughs> then the newly renamed Hornets acquired the records and history of the original Hornets until 2002, while the Pelicans kept the remaining records from, a 2002, from the 2002 se- se- season off.
1: So it's like they've only been a team for 21 years.
0: Yeah, and, like, it's said on the Wikipedia, it's like they count as a 2002 expansion team, which is, like, you can't re-rate
1: history. Man, if only David Stern were alive for us to ask him. Yeah,
0: it's confusing stuff, and, you know, it's a lot to chew on. There's, like, 13 movies in the story but I think all we have to focus on for the moment is that they drafted Chris
1: Paul. And your bestie Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis. And now they're called the Pelicans.
0: And now they're this weird, kind of good, scrappy, interesting team that we kind of like.
1: It's just it sounds so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds sad. Yeah, it's like a really it's a sad story. I just uh, – it's just unfair to have them, like, mm-hmm. bounce around all over the place. Oh, my uh, probably yeah. my favorite part is the – because I wanted it expanded upon is the moving to New Orleans. Yeah. Because of the, um, the living wage ordinance. We just
0: have to buy that it happened.
1: Yes. It, it makes sense with uh, the mascot debuting in 2013 and, you know, like, it being, like, only 10 years. Right. You know, like it's still in
0: its infancy,
1: like it's a this this team can just vote or sorry, just drink in the U.S. Yeah, that's that. It's a baby team. They
0: should. You know what? I actually think I feel very strongly is that Utah should give the Jazz back to New
1: Orleans. Danny Ainge would never. And then
0: they can have a more Salt Lake City appropriate name.
1: Like I don't know. the Utah no caffeine. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're not, I'm scared of what I might say. Yeah. Laura's <laughs> not going to make any Mormon jokes. I will not make any more Mormon jokes. <laughs> and saying no caffeine, it doesn't hurt. That, that was safe. That was very safe. You
0: played that card very well.
1: Uh, but tell me about Pierre the Pelican. He's false. I mean, yes. I this is what a what a fantastic episode for history. Um this is okay so Pierre the Pelican, he debuted in 2013. Um he's a literal pelican, you know, like has the giant mouth that gulps up fish or Laura's fears and he's entertaining, you know. Um one of my favorite things about nba com is it <laughs> It has a section for how much does Pierre the Pelican make? Yeah. So people in the mascot industry Mm -hmm. only make up words of, like, the average salary for a professional mascot performer is $45,000 a year. That's really unthinkably low. I think all the mascots in the league should unionize. Yeah, the MA, The National Basketball Association of Mascots. Association,
0: the national. Wait, it's an bas- So the National Basketball N-B-M-A. Players. yeah.
1: National Basketball Mascots Association. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so I'm again, we're pro union in this household. Yeah. Uh, they should absolutely unionize. Um, there's not much to say about Pierre the Pelican, because, um, the Pelicans have two mascots.
0: <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold up. I am just clicking around through Google image search results, and I've come across a picture of Pierre the Pelican, Pelican, and his full face is bandaged up, and then the headline says, Pierre the Pelican undergoes successful surgery. And it's actually the most upsetting thing that I've ever seen.
1: Wow. It's so scary. And oh, that's right. Because the face is actually quite terrifying.
0: So, people were scared and they changed it to a new face.
1: So, the first version of Pierre, he had like a big red beak and he was like, it almost looks like a clown smile with the mm-hmm. mouth open, just really horrifying. And now it's long gold beak. <laughs> happier looking eyes less psychotic mm-hmm. like this is the last thing you see before you die type of situation <laughs> but the surgery um that doesn't look nice either it's like they did a whole like media
0: spectacle where it's like team physician dr matthew mcqueen performed the reconstructive surgery at ochner Oxner medical center Injuries like this also affect other aspects of the skull, which had to be addressed. There is a deep sadness surrounding this team that
1: cannot be ignored. Yeah, it's just very sad. Oof. Like, uh, It's not a good publicity style. I mean, buckle up. We're going to get to the second mascot, which is the King Cake okay. Baby. I, okay. I dare you to Google the King Cake Baby. <laughs> so the King Cake Baby debuted in... 2017, during the All-Star break, or sorry, during the All-Star year. And so King Cake, from my understanding, is a regional delicacy in New Orleans. And from my research, it's just this wonderful pastry cake that people get during Mardi Gras carnival season. And so as a means of like, we're going to celebrate our local history, they debuted the King Cake Baby and this is where it just gets weird. So people would hide trinkets in the king cake for other people to find. In the 1950s, a New Orleans bakery <laughs> hid a tiny figure of a baby Jesus in the king cake. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> and so now there is like little babies that... A baby Jesus, basically. So when you think of this king cake baby, which is this giant, terrifying—like if you're thinking about getting away from the terrifying image of the original Pierre the Pelican, <laughs> this does you no favors. Wow, <laughs> it is just this giant Jesus king cake baby that comes out during the Mardi Gras season. So I mean, it's it's unapologetically Louisiana, and, and like I the. Props to the the whole organization for being like, let's celebrate where mm-hmm. we're from. But also knowing that they've only been a team, like, truly in New right. Orleans for, like, 20 That's years, true. it's hard.
0: Yeah, they're still trying it out, you know, seeing what sticks. I just think that, you know, babies are traditionally cute. And This baby's horrifying. It's really scary. It does have like Chucky energy. Its face is so scary and ugly and disgusting and nightmarish. And it's wearing a bib that says, I heart king cake.
1: Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I don't know, kind of slack, I guess. Like, this is the thing that haunts your dreams. So that's mascot check. Um, the King Cake Baby is not eligible for the mascot union, just so we're aware. Um, it only works part time. Um, not that any part time people shouldn't be in the union, but just specifically the King Cake. Yeah,
0: baby. just leave it out because it's weird. And I feel like the other mascots do
1: like flips and stuff. Yeah, like the Mini Raptor could be in the union.
0: Yeah, but the King Cake Baby just stands there, making people feel worried for their safety.
1: Yeah, like I was watching a video of the King Cake baby on set, just like standing beside Tracy McGrady.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that.
1: And just standing there. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is terrifying. I mean, how would anyone react when put in that situation? I, just absolute fear. I would leave. Um, so let's go on to something happier. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling... <laughs> I'm feeling sad. Now we're on to arena check. okay.
0: So history check, troubled mascot check, disturbing, <laughs> arena check, nailing it, <laughs> nailing it, best arena name in the league. Um, So I want to shout out one of my best friends in the world, Matt King. Um, I had, I think it was when I had COVID a few years ago. I was really bored. And so we played a game where we texted back and forth, like, from 30 to 1, mm-hmm. like from worst to best arena name. Sure. Um, and we traded off every other one and we generally agreed. But it came down to, you know, we just had one and two left over. Like those were the only available slots. And we had Madison Square Garden and Smoothie King Arena. Wow. Oh, the tension surrounding the moment was insane. Wow. And I forgot if it was him or I, but. We went with Madison Square Garden for the number two and Smoothie King Arena for the best arena name in the NBA.
1: That is a great name.
0: Yeah, it's very lighthearted and playful. Uh,
1: When did the name come into effect? Because question. I think that if it's such a young team. Oh, it's actually
0: called the Smoothie King Center. My God. Um, Locally referred to as SKC. That's cute. Um oh I think that maybe it happened because of the superdome was affected or the old arena is affected by Katrina mm. 2014 and it's actually a 10 year agreement.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no.
0: Why is everything? <laughs> wow, oh no. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, this honeymoon might be over soon. So you
1: give your flowers to those you love and who deserve it when just do it now. SKC. We hardly knew you.
0: Another thing I love about SKC, which I call it now as a casually, is that Smoothie King is definitely a regional chain. So it just feels really random as a person from Toronto, Canada, with no access to Smoothie King. Sure. For it, like, to imagine a world where in Smoothie King, like, has the amount of play it would take to, like, get an NBA arena named after
1: it. Mm, Yeah, I see that. Respect.
0: Um, But, okay, so I have engaged with the Smoothie King menu, like, a lot for a person who... Can't order it. Yeah. (laughs) I just fantasize... Um, so I'm a big PJ Tucker fan. Are you a big, big PJ Tucker fan? You bet. Yeah, he's a NBA Fits of the Week King, um, just like fun energy, cool dude, um, real kind of like late in life success story. Um, PJ Tucker loves um rolling into a game holding a beverage. Mm. Um he's a big Starbucks guy. Okay. But something I've noticed over the past four years of obsessively monitoring every single tunnel fit pick of PJ Tucker is that when he is in New Orleans, he is like getting a smoothie King smoothie. Love it. It's like in a way where you can tell he looks forward to New New Orleans games because he's like, Oh sick. I'm going to
1: get a a yeah. It's like not my, I wonder what his Starbucks order is. Um, I've like,
0: there have been times where I've zoomed in on the picture. Yeah, He did get um, it was like the, oat, like it was sugar, oat milk.
1: Oh, the shaken with, one. Like, sweet
0: cream foam on top.
1: Yeah. So like, he he's like that for a bit. He's like sick. I don't have to have this when I go into new Orleans, I can yeah. get a smoothie. Um,
0: so I'm going to look up the smoothie King menu. There was a brief era where you could take a quiz on the smoothie King website and it would tell you like your perfect smoothie. Um, Which would be fun to, like, fill out the quiz from the perspective of PJ Tucker. (laughs) Um, Okay. They just dropped smoothie bowls, but I feel like that's too complicated. Okay, so there's, like, coffee ones. Mm. Like, I could see PJ Tucker having, like, espresso, high-protein almond mocha.
1: Yeah, there's a sweetness in there.
0: Yeah. Um... There's something called the Activator Recovery Espresso. Oh. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, High-intensity workout chocolate cinnamon. Wow. Yeah, I know. I wish, honestly, if I had a Smoothie King near me, I would be a regular at Smoothie King. Oh, my God. There's so many sections. There's one called Kindness in a Cup. There's one called Island Impact. There's one called Passion Passport, Muscle Punch, Strawberry Extreme. Wow. I know. Uh, I love Smoothie King so much.
1: Wow. Um, I mean, I would love for you to get to Smoothie King. I
0: think we should go to New Orleans. To to a game. Yeah. And to Smoothie King. Mostly to Smoothie King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 80% of Smoothie King. 20% of the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Before they, I mean, if they're going to change Shoot, the name. Yeah, we have to
0: like make plans quickly.
1: Okay, guys, we're... We're on it. We're, we're on, on it. it. We're we on understand. It. We're down to the wire here. Um, That's great. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on Smoothie King?
0: Yes, but I won't say them.
1: All right. I'll no. save them for my other,
0: my other spinoff podcast. Laura on. pontificates about what Smoothie King would be like.
1: Every episode you're just reviewing (laughs) deep dive dive into the each smoothie. Oh yeah.
0: So stay tuned. Um, okay. I think we both have a favorite player on the team. Yes. Not the same guy.
1: Mine is CJ McCollum. Mine is Brandon, Brandon
0: Ingram. I find it really hard not to say
1: Brandon Ingram or Brandon
0: Ingram. Yeah, you want it to s- yeah. flow? For a while I called him Brandy Angry, <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is cute. Um, yeah, I think Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. is so hot, for one thing. Yep. He's big old hottie. Big old hottie. And I think he's also, like, so cool. Like, cool in the James
1: Dean way. Like a Jordan Clarkson cool?
0: No, more, like, naturally effortless. Like, Jordan Clarkson, we love.
1: Weirdo cool.
0: Yeah, weirdo cool. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ingram is just, like, I'm a guy who likes basketball. But, like, it just exudes from him.
1: So, I attempted to watch Elvis this weekend, the Baz Luhrmann one, which is just terrible. There's, like, a million hours left and I refuse to watch it. I like it. Really? Yeah. But, okay, my point is. It's okay, though. There's they're allowed to have different opinions, Elvis was my first crush when I was a kid. My mom had to break my heart by telling me he was dead. Um, but there's just like the way that he's portrayed is always just like, he's just this cool guy who exists. Who's mm-hmm. quiet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, when I think of Brandon Ingram, I'm thinking of that type yeah. of like just a quiet, cool guy who probably smokes like what camels.
0: Oh, yum sorry that was (laughs) weird (laughs) I'm an ex-smoker and and I'm not a smoker so I like yeah I would love to smoke cigarettes with Brandon Ingram
1: yeah like he leaves the party he's standing outside he's got a leg up on the wall not looking at his phone just like looking out at the world
0: and like he might do that thing where he holds the cigarette between his thumb and index finger yes like yeah not hotly. yes he, during, like, pandemic era, was in NBA Fits of the Week a lot more. Um, I have a, like, thing is that clothes look, just they look so good on him mm-hmm. in a way that I can liken only to the way clothes fit Blake Lively when she was playing Serena Vanderwoodson on Gossip Girl. Those are the two people that I've seen in my life who just wear clothes so well. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that being said, I have had him on my fantasy league team a couple times and he's fragile. He's fragile. He gets hurt a lot.
1: Ah, it
0: seems like though, now that he's not on my fantasy team,
1: he's a lot healthier this year. So you're saying you curse
0: him. I might. And you know what? If that's the case, be free.
1: Of me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we're trying to tell everyone here that we have so much power <laughs> <laughs> over the day-to-day performance of, Yeah, I mean, Yakup Purtle's not doing the best that he could, but yet we're still winning as Purtle's mm-hmm. Turtles. Um, there's uh this is as good a time as any to say that we're not going to be talking about fantasy today. Um, so that's all you get. Yeah. That's it.
0: You want to build, What's it called when you make people look forward to something?
1: Anticipation? Yeah.
0: That's the word.
1: That's the one. Um, He's a Virgo. So speaking of Virgos, I love CJ McCollum, who's a Virgo, for entirely different reasons. (laughs)
0: Can I just quickly say what
1: both of their birthdays are?
0: Yeah, Brandon Ingram's birthday is September 2nd, and CJ McCollum's birthday is September 19th all I wanted to say. That's it? Yeah.
1: Great. So he's a cusp. He's basically like almost a Libra. Um, Yeah, I think CJ McCollum is uh, a handsome person in a way of like, that man looks nice and hope that he doesn't treat you badly. And I'm assuming that he would never because he's the NBPA president taking over after uh, fan favorite, pod favorite, Chris Paul.
0: Yeah. I miss you and all of the amazing work you did for the organization. Chris, yes. that you deserve to focus on yourself.
1: You do. So I started loving CJ McCollum when he was on Portland with Damian Lillard. He's also like the first basketball player who I ever heard talk about his Zodiac sign. And I think that's probably why I loved it. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to. I think it might have been Danny Green's in when he was in Toronto, like inside the green room, which Uh is great name. Um, but he just like was, was talking about being a Virgo with such like enthusiasm that I was like, yeah, no, clearly we should be buds and Mm -hmm. talk about astrology together. Let's do a Zodiac podcast, CJ McCollum. Um, That's really about it. Like, it's not as intense as your love of Brandon Ingram.
0: He'll be a guest on this
1: podcast one day. CJ McCollum? Yeah, and we can have a full astrology episode. I would love that. Um, I don't think he knows as much about astrology as he thinks he does. Yeah. A little bit of a newbie, a little bit of a pop astrologist. (laughs) But I think it's still lovely. Also, he's a great player. I think that, like, you know... I. As a Raptors fan, you think I would would have picked Jonas Valanciunas, which, like, I still love JV. But there's just something about CJ. He's like, he holds the team together. You know, he's like the glue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's a very reliable, seeming guy. Um, I'm kind of, I'm honestly guilty of calling him boring CJ McCullers. (laughs) I mean, but it fits. Yeah, but, you know, in life... You need a boring person around sometimes, especially if you're on a team of, you know, a bunch of big, crazy personalities. Yeah. You need a CJ. You need a Virgo also. So do you think
1: that Brandon Ingram does that as well as a Virgo? Whoa.
0: Yeah, I think he does. Mm. I think he's a grounding, calming presence. Yeah, it's that earth energy. Yeah, I think Brandon Ingram is like a little bit less... Kind of, I think CJ has more of the organized. Like I have a perfectly organized, up to date, you know, Google Calendar. Mm-hmm.
1: As the president, yeah, he would have to.
0: I think Brandon Ingram is more just like I don't get super worked up about things. You know, I'm always here to talk to. I don't say much, but what I do say
1: is it matters. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, yeah, two different types of Virgo energies.
1: Um, We're going to move on to the superstar of the team. How do you feel about Zion? I don't feel one way or the other towards Zion. I was going to say the the same. same. Yeah, Yeah. it's just I think it's unfair the type of pressure they put on him Mm -hmm. to be like a LeBron. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, maybe it's a little bit fair
1: yeah, but he's also fragile.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is that, you know, I'm not a diehard Pelicans fan. So I kind of only watch whatever Pelicans games I happen to watch mm-hmm. when they're playing the Raptors, or like maybe if I'm desperate, like if they're playing like the Lakers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't see a ton of Pelicans games. And the Pelicans games that I do see, Zion usually isn't playing, but then I'll like not watch a a Pelicans game and people are like, whoa, Zion played and he put on this amazing performance Mm -hmm. and I'll see like a clip of him dunking in a really powerful way. And then I'm like, well, that's cool. He should do that then.
1: But then he doesn't.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, does he like being in the NBA?
1: I would hope so. I just think everyone's unfair to him. Did you see that clip from Stephen A. Smith about, I know. I I don't know
0: if I saw it or not, but just tell me about it. Um,
1: it. He was talking about how he's heard from chefs in New Orleans that say that they're very happy when Zion comes in because Zion eats. You know
0: what I'm going to say to that? I'm going to say, get it girl. Eat
1: your heart out, Zion. Like, it's weird body shaming.
0: Yeah. Like, ma- you're in New Orleans. Just do what, it, like, your bodies get different. Yeah. And it's, it's still fine. powerful. Yeah. You look great. Do you feel great That's, about yourself? That's what matters.
1: I have a an internet friend who interviewed Zion once and said that he was, like, such a sweetheart. Oh, so now
0: i love zion yeah
1: like such a sweetheart comic book anime nerd i might be really messing that up it could be manga
0: that's fine it's not our it's not our specialty we don't know that much
1: about that kind of stuff yeah
0: he's a cancer
1: how do you feel about that
0: i in the past one minute and now like weirdly like i love zion
1: (laughs) It's a, it's not like we're fair weather. We can just you show us the humanity. Yeah. There we are. Um, I can see him.
0: He's a July six Cancer. That's sweet. And I can definitely see him just having a little bit of that Cancer sensitivity. Um, I mean, hard exterior, soft interior. So, I mean, I think all we can really do is wish him well.
1: Yeah. Do we want to talk about Zion and Kendall?
0: Yeah, big time.
1: Among some of the things of being a sweetheart, he's also a little thirsty, as most young men are.
0: We just have to take the good with the bad. Not that it's bad to be thirsty, but it is a little bad to, like, publicly... Thirstly comment on Kendall Jenner's
1: Instagram. So this probably happened a while ago. I really feel like it was, like, in between like, whatever break she took from Devin Booker and definitely before Bad Bunny. But um, she posted a photo, and I think the emoji was the chocolate bar.
0: Yeah, because I think she's wearing, like, brown eyeshadow.
1: And then I think he commented, I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> which is like cute. it's just celebrities they're just like us they're just like Man. they're just like the guy you meet online <laughs> yeah. who's trying to sleep with you
0: and Kendall Jenner very kindly responded back with four
1: chocolate bar emojis that is really passive
0: yeah I think though that that's like I'm like she's a nice person
1: for doing that.
0: Yeah. You know, keeping your like like options open. Neither a rejection nor a, like,
1: yeah. That's fair. Like, I mean, I think I, w- I used to do that too whenever guys would comment on my. Yeah, like just something really like. Like, oh, look at these emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it was uncomfortable, it was always like the celebration emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, shout out to Zion for shooting his shot. Shout out to Zion for shooting a shot.
0: Shout out to Zion. Like, we don't know about you that much, but, like, it seems like you're fine. And I, like, I always want, like, look, do I want Zion to be a great basketball player as opposed to a mediocre basketball player? Yes. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. So, you know, whatever we at no look podcast can do to support Zion.
1: We're just doing our part.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. Wait, I want to shout out Jose Alvarado. Yep. um, For being a New Orleans Pelican that I really love. Um, I believe he's originally from Queens, New York. (laughs) It's either Queens or Brooklyn, but I think it's Queens. Let's find out really quickly. It's Brooklyn. Glad well, I fact checked. <laughs> um but yeah, Jose is definitely like the miscongeniality of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um he has the very adorable and charming nickname Grand Theft Alvarado because he steals the ball a lot. Um and there was a really great moment um that took place a couple years ago. Um, it was an exchange between D'Angelo Russell and Jose Alvarado, <laughs> um, where Alvarado had the ball, and D'Angelo Russell asked someone, like, can he shoot? And Jose Alvarado, with, like, great definitude in his voice said, yes, I can shoot, and then proceeded to hit a really slick three wow and so pelicans fans made like yes i can shoot t-shirts and
1: wore them in the game to support him oh, i love that and i just
0: like i love that energy on every level
1: so that this is a good s- story to wrap up the pelicans because we have we have seen they're just so mired in this like complexity and weird sadness and the king cake baby that <laughs> will haunt you that it's just there's this people want to support yeah you know like yes i can shoot yeah yeah also, I just have to quickly do fit check. Yeah, no, we should do fit check.
0: B.I., Brandon Ingram, has his moments. Yep. Um, CJ has been boring historically. Yep. For a while, he was one of those dudes who always wore a suit.
1: Like a three-piece suit. Listen, when Garrett Temple does it for the Raptors, I love it. I know. I'm like, this is not my area. This is not my area. I don't know. It's like a nerd move to me. It's a nerd move to you? Yeah. What did you think about, like, coaches wearing suits?
0: I mean, it's different.
1: Okay, because of the coach. You're like, coach. Okay, that's fine.
0: But CJ has gotten a stylist recently and is looking so good.
1: Is it because he's the president?
0: I think maybe. Or maybe he just, yeah, actually, yes. I think it's because he's the president. He's like, it's a new era of my life. Um, I think that the stylist really understands him. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they're not putting him in crazy out there, colorful fits. They're really going for a kind of like Cape Cod preppy aesthetic, really clean, still a little bit athletic, Mm -hmm.
1: trench coats, knit sweaters. He is looking so good. Do you think that this is just an interesting existential question? Like if you find your I'm not wearing anything in at all that constitutes as a fit. (laughs) <laughs> but when you get to your thirties, yeah. you know, do you think it really, you're like, no, now is the time. I
0: think, you know what? That's a good question. I think for me, dressing in my twenties was more about looking cool and expressing myself, mm-hmm. you know, and really feeling like everything I wore had to be like a little bit special and fancy.
1: Like this is like, oh, you're looking at me so that yes. you know, this is me. Yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Um, whereas in my 30s, I feel like I dress in a lot more low-key clothes and don't necessarily need my outfits to like scream loudly.
1: So, how do you feel about C.J. McCollum? Being I
0: think it? that I dress like C.J. McCollum
1: now. Now, post stylist. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe like it's
0: just, yeah, keeping it like casual, like. You know, a lot of people, like, wouldn't notice CJ's fits next to, like, a more over-the-top, like, Jordan
1: Clarkson fit. Yeah. Like, you just think of Kuzma's sweater, right? Yeah. Like, think of the the wildest thing.
0: Yeah. CJ is not that guy. No. We don't need him to be.
1: Which is why I kind of love him a little bit. Yeah. You know? He has
0: grown on me after. You
1: don't need to be flashy.
0: No, he is not flashy. No. He is like the ultimate, just like what's it called, salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. Do you have
1: anything you want to say about JV? I wonder if he misses fishing in Muskoka. I think he does, but he's closer to the ocean.
0: Yeah, but I think he's more of a tree as a lakes
1: versus, and he's not like a swamp guy. No, I don't know. There's a lot of really fun stuff in Louisiana. That he can fish for. That's true. And we hope that he's fishing for it. Um, well, I miss you, JV. I really do. But we wish
0: you well. Sending you good fishing bites.
1: Let's get to our last segment. Our NBA boyfriend of the week. Laura? MBA boyfriend chuck boyfriend check laura i didn't have it prepared so i'm winging it i
0: did have it prepared kind of and then i was gonna wing it and then you told me who you're winging it with <laughs> and then i was gonna pick the person you're winging it with as the person i was gonna wing it with so now i'm going back to my original person which is brandon ingram yeah because he's hot mm-hmm. and he's cool and okay so In my head, I imagined that because I already said a bunch of stuff about Brandon Ingram, Mm -hmm. I would just go for like what our date would be like. Yeah, do it. But we said the most, well, you thought of something so amazing and life-changing, which is imagining smoking cigarettes. (laughs) 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 So that's like pretty much like, wow. I think that I would go to New Orleans Okay. I would wake up, I would get a smoothie king, mm-hmm. I would do my stuff for a bit, get another smoothie king, then meet Brandon Ingram for dinner somewhere. And I feel like it would be a little like he be quiet, mm-hmm. and I'd have to do a lot of the talking. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to a bar and we'd start drinking. Do I just imagine him playing pool? hmm So slinkly. <laughs> He's like a cat. Yeah. know, yeah, Slinky alley cat. Both on and off the board. Um, I feel like he would also like drink something hot. Like he would just have like bourbon meat. Yeah. And he'd like drink a lot of them fast, but like not seem drunk.
1: I was almost going to say like an old fashioned or Manhattan yeah. or something. Like he's a brown liqueur man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then we would just smoke cigarettes. And but then he'd like There'd be a moment where like his knee pressed against mine.
1: That would be intentional, but it looks cool yeah. and like he didn't yeah. mean for yeah. it. Effortless. So yeah, honestly, yes, boyfriend of the week is Brandon Ingram. Uh, so mine's Pascal Siakam. Yay. So we both were gonna pick, or Laura was gonna pick Pascal Siakam. Uh, I just think Pascal needs the love. You know, like I'm mentally preparing myself for him to be traded in February. And it's really tough, um, to see him like on Sacramento potentially, like he can go to Indiana since I'm now a Pacers fan. Um, and I hope that TJ McConnell can, you know, give him a really big hug. Oh, I know. But I think that Pacers would be a nice fit for him. I think so too. I think that would be, it would be really nice, but it's, um, we're not there yet. We're not there. Um, yeah, I, fun fact. I hate when I say fun fact. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Um, I interviewed Pascal Siakam once, and it was the best day of my life. <laughs> the 20 minutes that we were on the phone. That actually, the first day that I met Laura was at like in person was at her birthday, like two years ago. And I played it for her in full, sitting it is, on her yeah, couch, like drunkenly. Like we're sitting on my couch, just like listening to like the tinny audio of Pascal Siakam on your phone. It was amazing. Um, his like agent was on the phone, and all of these other people. And this interview never got published, but I have it forever in on my phone and in my brain. Uh, he's just a really lovely person, and mm-hmm. like uh, I think that everyone's really unfair to him, and he's a top twenty-five player, yeah. and. So I think for our date, we would, I would get Pascal to, to properly teach me how to play soccer.
0: Oh, that's so fun.
1: I used to play soccer as a kid, but I was really bad at it as I was with basketball and stuff. But I think I would get him, like we would properly learn how to play soccer. Like
0: I love an activity date.
1: Also, I'm pretty sure his family lives in Kitchener and like they don't live in Toronto. Right. And I think we would do that in Kitchener. So we would go to Waterloo Park and we would play. Waterloo Park is next to Kitchener. Like, if you know, you know. It's in the the university part of Waterloo. Um, because Waterloo's university town. Uh, When we get to the Nuggets um, (laughs) episode, I'm just going to go hard on Kitchener-Waterloo. But we would play at Waterloo Park and then we would walk and go see... The animals, because it's a little bit of like an outdoor zoo. They're just goats, llamas, donkeys, horses, turtles, chickens, rabbits, like nothing, uh, that you wouldn't see otherwise at a barn. And then I think I would take him, you know, we would double back and I would, we would go and get bubble tea at my favorite bubble tea shop.
0: What's your order?
1: It's a green tea, bubble tea, Mm -hmm. um, passion fruit, white peach with mixed jellies.
0: Nice.
1: It's from Sweet Dreams Bubble Tea, Sweet Dreams Bubble Tea, shout out. Do you
0: think that Pascal Siakam would get the same, or do you think he
1: would get something different? I think he would get a milk-based bubble tea.
0: Is yours, like, just a, like, it's just a
1: liquid? Yeah, it's just, like, straight green tea base, no milk. Nice. They used to do these really good, um like slushy bubble teas. I like slushy
0: bubble
1: tea. I haven't been in a while, so I don't know if they still do them. Like they also, this is the place where I used to get the best Udon noodle soup, and they don't have that anymore, which is sad.
0: Why? Why are they revamping their menu? Who knows? It's, times are changing.
1: Times are changing. But that's my day with Pascal Siakam, and I would love for us to do that before he gets traded. Yeah. But that's... So the clock's ticking, Pascal. And it's also winter. That's like, <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't want to play soccer out in the winter. Yeah, no, on like a slushy
0: ground.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But also, maybe Pascal won't get traded. Yeah, we'll Even see. though, like, just like before I came over here, I was talking to my dad and I was like, just trade them. Just like, you know, it's, I really vacillate between the two perspectives where totally. sometimes I'm like, you know, we got to rebuild and I'm that person. And then when we're talking about the possibility of drinking bubble tea with Pascal Siak and Kitchener Waterloo, I'm like, that maybe trade him.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like it's pick a lane, you know, Yeah. I want him to be here, but I also want him to be happy. And if that's not with us, that's hard.
0: Yeah, I'm pro him being on the Pacers, though. I, I think, think that'd be a cool environment for yeah, him.
1: I think that'd be a good fit.
0: Yeah,
1: same. Okay, well, I think that's about it for today. We are so happy you're here. Join us for our next episode. I wonder who it'll be. I genuinely don't. We don't know. We generally no. We don't have any idea. The other
0: times we have known.
1: Yeah. But this time, no, not not a clue. But thank you for stopping by. We love you.
0: We love you deeply.